The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Players lounge on a Monday. Let's ride. Why you do that, then? Huh? <laughs> why you do your Why you do your neck like that? Why you? <laughs> they do the intros. Let's go ahead. We need to put church number two. <laughs> he said Barry Church. I said, Oh, all right. Man, y'all wrong, boy. Y'all do. Y'all do a player wrong, boy. Let me tell you something, man. Listen, I, I went back and listened to a few episodes when I was off the show. Y'all didn't give me no break. So I don't. I don't want to hear. Well, we couldn't divulge where you were. That's just true. Yeah, yeah, they, they couldn't. And y'all, and y'all lean more into it then. <laughs> I, just said, I think because I, we could. I thought I gave the proper proper. <laughs> I thought it was proper when I said Danny's on assignment. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, that's why I tried because that way I didn't give away anything, and people think he was one. He you on assignment, so so that's what I did. Now the third time y'all was on. <laughs> He's on it, man. You know, you know what it is. <laughs> you know why? You know where he is. What? 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 Heckma Harrison, Danny McCrab, New East Scruggs, Barry Church day off. He um. He, Church, church has got, got got a couple sick sick little ones. So, you know, you got, you got to take care of your kids. That's priority. So, boom, do what you do there, bro. Good excuse. Yeah, that's a good reason. Yes, it's always a good reason. But take, it's a reason. He yeah. ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> we miss you, church. Look, I don't want him on Zoom. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah you, you I remember them days. Exactly. You don't nah. want him on Zoom. I don't, hey, get him on Zoom. He just show out when he on Zoom. <laughs> he sit behind the wine gallery. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on now. He yeah. got the whole four year behind him. The whole. I have money. <laughs> yeah. You know what he does. I got Come the on. bag. I did get the bag. <laughs> Like, you yes, could have yes. picked anywhere in the house except, oh, you got the wine cellar behind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. Thank you. <laughs> I remember the time I did a Zoom with LT, and uh, Tomlinson did it in his uh, in his like, theater room. Yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you rubbing in your face. Oh, oh, I'm like, why, why am I going out to the Look Theater? I just need to go to your house. <laughs> I mean, that man got legit theater. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, we might as well have the Academy Awards. Then Chris Rock and the Tux and going live from LT's house. Got some money, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Now he took care of it very well. Uh, ESPN Football Power Index is out, and the Cowboys are number eight. The Jets are six. Throw the whole list away. Cowboys play the Jets in week two. Oh, Home wait, open. Throw the list away because the Jets are above the Cowboys? Yeah, of course. Okay. I, I, I'm just trying to understand all this hype behind the Jets, um, which which is you know, good for the Cowboys because, you know, we'll let every people have a shot. But I just I just think, why are people buying into this Jets thing? Um, anyway, your number one team on the power index was Kansas City, as it should Deservedly be. Okay, so. no problem with that. Number two is Buffalo. Number three, Philadelphia. No problem. You good? Man, I don't know, man. Good? I I know how last season ended and all that, but man, I just the Cincinnati Bengals to me, I think they're better than the Buffalo Bills. Well, they are on the list. I know, I know they're on the list, but I'm saying when we, you list the top three, I just think. So you said I, they should be at number two instead of below. I don't know. I don't think Buffalo should be at number two. <laughs> I think Philly should be at number two. And then probably Cincinnati at three and then Buffalo uh, below them. 
Hmm. I mean, we, we watched, listen, we watched the Super Bowl game. It was this close. Right. One team in, in Philly went and got better on paper. So I don't understand how Buffalo is then ahead of them. I think Josh Allen and I just the Josh Allen argument is always intriguing. I mean, yeah, the Pixie <laughs> does. I'm telling you who he is. But I think people make a lot of, of him and his ability. And any team that has gone to a super, it's been because of the playoffs. It's been because of their quarterback. You know what you need. And so Buffalo is always going to be in contention because of Josh Allen mm-hmm. and also, you know, Stephon, man. They got some really good players. And they got a damn good defense also to go with that. I'm going to go with. What you're saying, I'll take it a bit further. Because this is true because I've talked to too many people, my friends, who work there. There is an East Coast bias when it comes to these ESPN-type things. Okay. It's an East Coast bias, and it also becomes a bias of, of who they like. Mm-hmm. Be it, hey, we're going to talk about the Cowboys and plump them up high. We'll talk about the Lakers. They do that there. Um, to disrespect a man who's actually been to a Super Bowl, Versus another guy who's a good football player, okay? I think Josh right. Allen is a, a – a, when you talk about the top five, I will yeah. put him there along with Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow went and did that thing. I mean, you talk about not a whole lot of help. That offensive line was terrible. I mean, if they have some help up front, they might they might have pulled the whole thing off. Right. So I do see your point when you talk about the disrespect. And I do think that's because, because when you're a Midwest team, it and I do, I do think you get ignored by – and ESPN and the types of things, they, so the me, rankings and things like so that. So you're saying Cincinnati should be number two or Philly should be I, number two. Where I, are you? I, I would say this. I would put the Bengals ahead of Buffalo in okay. the power index. I, would, I, I agree with him on that. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I, I, you made a comment uh, last last show that we had that there's always a team that's going to come from the bottom of the barrel and work their way up. And I, I think we saw that from Philly, even though they were a playoff team, they crawled in with to the seventh seed uh, in the playoff. And they were that team um, last year to me that came from the basement all the way to the top to play in a Super Bowl. And it's the time, consistency, and proof thing uh, for me. See, but when I, when I brought that, but we're talking about last place. Like every year there is a last play, a team who finished last the year before who wins their division. Jacksonville. Bingo. Yeah, well. And Philly, for me, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I picked them to win the division. A lot of people thought Philly was ripe and ready to win that division. Well, after the acquisition of A.J. Brown and all the sure. things that they did in the offseason, yeah, you would have been a fool not to think that. But let's, I'm, I'm talking about a team that maybe they didn't put them at number two because they're waiting on them to show that time, consistency, and proof to put them at number two. I'm, look, last season, I'm not wanting to call that a joke, all right? But – do it again. Okay. Let's do it again. And I would put the Bengals there. I would put the Bengals there because before Because their consistency Phil. is shown. They, they, they back-to-back two years in a row, a couple plays away from being being back where they were back in the Super Bowl. They they, they have played the Cincinnati. game. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. Bengals. Yeah, I'm talking about the Bengals. Not, uh, yeah. Cincinnati has showed their yes. consistency over the last that's, two years. That's, who, that's, why, that's what I'm saying. But, I'm leaning more you look, on that When part. you look at consistency from Philly, they made the playoffs uh, the year before. Next year they come back. They get better. They go to the Super Bowl. I mean, okay. this is two-year back-to-back playoff team. The following year, they go to the Super Bowl. They're starting to show some consistency. Well, it's, mighty, it's mighty unique how you don't get a Cowboys that same. See how you, you said just, Super Bowl, bro. Okay, no, okay. all right. We, Cincinnati get, Bengals right. went to the Super Bowl. I, yes, I was, <laughs> I, I was, no, 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 I was I, there. I, I saw yeah, it. My own eyes. No, no, no. I got it. I'm not shooting no slugs at the Cowboys. All right, all right, all right. You're talking about teams that went to the Super Bowl. I jumped. I jumped. Man, said that told the truth. Yeah. 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 Ye
You and that truth. You and that damn truth of yours. <laughs> if, if the Cowboys go to, up, go to the Super Bowl this year, you say consistent. That's three back, three back-to-back playoff uh, seasons and Super Bowl. Right. Heck trying to hop on me because I'm talking What you say? <laughs> you and your truth over here. I don't want to hear that. No, no. So no. Cincinnati should be above uh, Buffalo to me. I, I, I one more thing I want to throw about the Bengals. They should be trying to get a contract done with Ezekiel Elliott because Joe Mixon has shown a propensity to to be injured. Seventeen game season. Give me Mixon, Elliott. I think you can do something right there. I am one of the – I told somebody the other day, oh, Zeke is wise. Cat would be right. Oh, Zeke. I said, he's not done. He's not no. done at all. I said, you put him in the proper timeshare, I think he can really excel. If he went to a team and became the lead back, when you start to think about opportunities, I think the guy could get you 1,000 yards. Yeah. I do believe yeah. that. Um, I just think when people leave here – especially stars on big contracts, it's almost as though we run them down extra. Terrence Newman left here. Man, people talk. They would just trash talk that guy. Dude was playing. He ripped some muscle from his abdomen. I mean, it was crazy. I talked to Tina. I said, Tina, why aren't you telling people what's going on? Well, I don't want anybody to think it's an excuse. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, my teammates know what's going on. I said, but the problem is we in the public, especially me, we don't know. No, yeah. So people are just thinking, you Mr. Toasty Torch can't guard anybody anymore. Yeah. Guy went on to Cincinnati and Minnesota and, and played till he was 40-plus years old. Um, but when he left, there was that remnant, uh, good riddance. DeMarcus Ware. Yeah, man, he's not worth the production. Dot, dot, all that old mess. Guy goes up to goes up to Denver. Balls out. Balls out. Mentors Vaughn Miller, who becomes Super Bowl MVP. Now he's getting ready to go get a gold jacket this August. Uh, I feel that Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott is getting some of that same thing where people are just adding extra salt onto this thing, and and I think they're going to be mistaken if he go, if he goes to the right opportunity, Cincinnati. The Chargers, these are two organizations, in my opinion, who should put out a contract that's of a you know a, a, a fair contract, maybe put Aspen Sinners in there, but I think Ezekiel can help them and more importantly, help the quarterback. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, two headed monster. So Zeke going to fool with Kellen Moore? You know what? If you're Kellen Moore and you're putting in your offense a guy that you know, and oh by the way, what can he what can we what do we know this man can do? He can pass by. <laughs> And if I'm about to give a big old fat contract to Herbert, Burrow, which both of these organizations are doing, I like to have somebody I know who can go ahead and and and, 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 and take care of that job. Austin Eckler with the Chargers, right now he's not happy. Who knows where that goes? We saw what happened with, with, with Melvin Gordon. They don't suffer that. You're not about to hold them hostage. Yeah. <laughs> the Chargers, uh, nah, <laughs> sit if you want to. You know, they don't care. But I just think of that player as this is a player who I believe that still has something there, and people can look up and like, oh, why did we let him go? Um, oh, he still had more. Because we give guys extra rundown when they leave here. I'm just thinking of the story. You know what I'm saying? Joe Burrow, Ohio State, yeah. before he went to LSU, and then Ezekiel Elliott going to Cincinnati. I think the story would be crazy. Now you got Ohio State and LSU connection in there because yeah. you got Jamar Chase there, you got Joe Burrow, now you got Ezekiel Elliott, you got connections all over the place, you got a story to tell. And by the way, like you said, Joe Burrow also needs that pass protection as well. 
And Ezekiel Elliott, we've seen him be able to still make big-time runs. Okay, He's not make, uh, breaking 60, 70 yards. But when you need three or four, you need a guy that's going to pound to make sure that you're moving the sticks. Ezekiel Elliott can still get that done. So I, my vote would be, hey, man, you find a way to get to Cincinnati and go up there and make that thing happen. They were a play away from winning the Super Bowl two years ago. Well, their offensive line is still not an elite. They don't have an elite offensive line. So that, to me, even more so why I would go out and get an Ezekiel Elliott to help uh, protect Joe Burrow. But, yes, the, the Ohio connection, did, did I did think of that as well. Cincinnati, Columbus, very close to each other, and he'd be in an area where you'd have an automatic fan base. That organization through the years has favored taking Ohio State football players. So I, I just think between Mixon and Elliott and that division, where well, you guys know, you got to play defense. Right. These, these games are nasty in December and January in that AFC North. That kind of, that kind of ground game – Added with the receivers they have, right. <laughs> okay, they got weapons. This, this to me is where you improve. And in, in a small move, if we look at it as a small move, it could be a big move downward. No, both of you make great arguments, and I think what fortifies your argument is talking about Ezekiel Elliott from a pass blocking standpoint from for Cincinnati. Joe Burrow's been getting punished. I mean, all of the success that he's had, he's one of the most sacked quarterback, pressured, you know, hit quarterbacks in the NFL, and. I've never understood Cincinnati's uh, modus operandi when it comes down to how they recruit, how they draft, excuse me, now they draft their offensive line, bring in offensive linemen. I knew they bought in Leo Collins. He's not healthy. I don't believe he's there anymore. I don't know this. But what I'm saying is, is that they have to get some type of help for Joe Burrow on that offensive line. Bigger than that, you know, when you talk about the, when a guy leaves here, how oh, he doesn't have anything left, you know, I, I think that for, for Zeke, you know, he's cashed in. He's got all the money. He doesn't really, what do you say, what do you have to play for other than a championship? Mm-hmm. That's the best. For me, That that's what I'm looking at when I when they say Cincinnati. That gives you that opportunity. You're going to go play somewhere that's going to have a bona fide opportunity to play for a Super Bowl. And, and if he can remain healthy throughout the season, man, I, I mean, that would that's a great place for him to be. I'm still reserving hope. <laughs> for, for what? For him to come back. Is he going to take Stephon Gilmore's number? <laughs> now he's going to take another number. What number? He's going to take his college number. He gonna go, <laughs> come on, man. So, listen, I, I, separate question. Is Joe Burrow about to start a trend because all the reports are saying that he's thinking about possibly oh, taking into account his teammates and how much, how much of the pie they may need in order for them to have the right players around him. And he's thinking about a guy like T. Higgins, yeah. who, who is looking for a deal. Do you see Joe Burrow taking a discount? How so, do you so, do he can, so he How can do make you sure. Do that? I'm just agent? asking. Who's who is exactly? I don't know. I'm just That's asking. That's the bigger question. Who is his agent? Who is talking to this man? Because the last person we saw do that was Tom. Tom. Tom was the last person to do that. I mean, it worked out for and him. It worked out perfect for him. <laughs> But at some point, dog, and, you want to catch it is uh, Tom and and no one else and nobody else. <laughs> Tom out there like a hitchhiker alone. Right? <laughs> you know, nobody. And he played for twenty. Hey, good for Tom. <laughs> so, good took a, for took Tom. a discount. But, and in the end, you know, the Mannings, the Mannings ain't never <laughs> yeah, gave they, no damn. They, 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 they ain't never gave no they money know, back. Nobody I'm, ever leaves money I'm, on the table. Aaron Rodgers ain't giving no discount. Not a dime. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. The reports. The reports are out there. Do you think it's a possibility? He says, hey, man, I want to make sure I get some other people paid. Make sure this is at least structured in a way where we can get a guy like T. Higgins picked up because the T. Higgins, Jamar Chase connection with Joe Burrow 
is a big reason I'm for them being able to go to the Super Bowl. Personally, I'm skeptical. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, well, I'm at, least you, at least you're not saying it's a zero. I, I'm skeptical because at the end of the day, and that's why I asked about the agent, what is the thing agents live on? Percentages. That, but agents also live on the fact, hey, Danny, you want to sign with me because I get my guys top dollar. Yeah. Now, heck, you saw Danny didn't get top dollar, right? Yeah. You want to go over there with his agent? Ain't no way. No, 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 no. I'm going <laughs> to sit in your living room and talk to you and your family. I'm here to get Heckma Harrison the top dollar because Heckma Harrison, you deserve it. This business, you can be going tomorrow, but he, we ain't taking no discount. We can no. heck everything and get. It's not Heckma's job to save team money. That's what I'm saying where the agent thing comes in. That's what I'm like, who's his guy? Because these dudes live off this whole thing of being able to negotiate. I mean, they are dirty. I had a friend of mine in, in agent, still in the agency business. But the stuff he tell me, how they would do each other behind him, I'm like, oh. I mean, I was like, man, how do you guys not throw, throw blows, blows to right? each other, man? Knowing yeah, people are doing this kind of thing, not only trying to take you away, but what they're using against you. So when you say that, if Joe Burrow's my client and he decides that he wants to take less as an agent, I got to figure out how do I spin this? Do I spin this as, hey, Joe, you the working man of Cincinnati and you going, we, you know, we about to set up this foundation too that feeds the kids in Central. I mean, I got to come up with some kind of way to spin this because it will be used against me. Could that be a start for why it's coming out now? Could it be getting spent already? Man, I'm Maybe. just letting you know, man, Joe said <laughs> – I'm doing everything I can to get him the most money. And Joe said he want to make sure he get his guy signed. I mean, signed, that's so I, admirable. I, I, I love how that looks, but, man, you better get your money. Oh, yeah. No, you should. Now, I come back into this whole thing about Tom Brady. This is what I always used to say. Tom Brady's saving the money, but show me where the Patriots are out here spending big yeah, they, dollars yeah, on people. Not, yeah. Hey, hey Wes, welcome. They never spent any right. money on Bye, anybody. We ain't spending money on you. I mean, all the, oh, oh, Chandler Jones. Bye. I mean, that was my thing was, Tom, you're saving that money. And eventually, Tom was getting mad, too. Like, I mean, I'm saving dollars. Where the dollars at? <laughs> now, yes, they were going to Super Bowl. Super so Bowl. Done, yeah, I'm going to say, they're like, hey, the recipe but, is here. We got you, it. But you're thinking, hey, man, I'm a, I'll take $10 less so I can bring Danny along. You know what they said up there? Uh, bye, Danny. Yeah. Huh? Now, I gave you $10 so you could bring Danny back. Yeah, we just don't feel that way about Danny like you do. If they did that to Joe, and Joe was like, man, I'm going to take less money so I can get T. Higgins paid and make sure he on the squad and Joe Burrow signed, and they're like, deuces, T. <laughs> that would be some of the dirtiest. I, that, but you've seen – that's what No, no, you've seen – no, I'm yeah. saying you've seen it. still would be dirty. It still would be like, oh, man, they call, <laughs> call them slippers. Call up Devontae Adams. <laughs> See how they got you, huh? They got you. They, they did it to you, huh? Oh, they did. Oh, God. <laughs> Sniper. Man. <laughs> they got, oh, they got Devontae. They did it dirty, boy. <laughs> let's, let's hit the break. When we come back, we had a Twitter question from a fan of the Players' Lounge about Michael Gallup and how good is Michael Gallup and how should we view him? Let's do that next with Heckman Harrison, Danny McCray, New Scores, Barry Church. The day off this Players' Lounge brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. 
For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. Head to the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival presented by Miller Light. Rescheduled to Saturday, June 3rd from 3 to 8 p.m. Enjoy a variety of tacos and food truck options while you sip on cold drinks and listen to live music. Admission and parking for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival are free. Visit attstadium.com slash tacos and tunes for more information. See you there. Good street tacos, boy. Get you every time. Every time, every time, man. Every time. All right, Heckman Harris, appreciate that. Danny McRae, mm-hmm. former Dallas Cowboys safety, joining us right here. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is a player's lounge brought to you by Tostitos. Michael L. sent me a tweet. And it says, I don't know if I asked you, but does one season make Michael Gallup great? Because I hear a lot of people talk about a below average player. Can you ask the guys about it on the player's lounge? Hmm. Now, I'll, this is my response to him on Twitter, unless you guys react to that. I don't consider him a great wide receiver. He's not even a number one wide receiver. <clears throat> He's a good player, but great is something he has yet to achieve, in my opinion. That's what I said. Yeah, who said – did he say somebody said he was great? That's what – yes, that's what he said. What do you, he says, because I hear a lot of people talk about uh, he's, About he's, him being he's a, great. Right, he says, but does one season make him great? And he, and he pointed out his career stats. Okay, yeah, no, nah, I don't – I don't think he's great. Uh, time <laughs> consistent. Like, time proof consistent. He, I don't think. I don't think he's shown that. And then him not being healthy last year uh, didn't help. Do I think that he is a hell of a deep threat? Absolutely. When he can stretch the field and go and make those 50-50 ball, uh, catch those 50-50 balls, that's when he's at his best. It's not uh, him running hitch routes and doing all that. When he can uh, take the top off of the defense, that's when he's at his best. Um, and I don't think last year he was able to do that because he wasn't able to come out of his cuts and people were able to just sit on every route that he ran. Um, but I don't think he's great. I think he has some stuff to prove. And this year he'll be a number three receiver. 
So he's going to have a, a lot of stuff <laughs> to prove. I mean, you got CeeDee Lamb. You, I'm, I'm, no, I'm serious. You got no. CeeDee Lamb. And that's what you got. Cook, you got Cooks, and then you got Michael Gallup. And that's what Michael right yeah. here in his response to it, he says, "I don't believe he's a number two, but I'm just a fan. I'm just wondering what is everyone seeing that makes him say to say that. Uh, hopefully, he'll be himself this year. So that's what you know, he wrote there. You know, when it comes to the argument about Michael Gallup, is it's it's weird for me because. I view him more than just what he's been pigeonholed into, and that's the what you just said. Take the top off. He's a deep threat. He can only go balls, fade balls, you know, post route. That's all he got in his repertoire. He's shown he's shown us over the years that he's more than that. And I think 2019 with him and Amari Cooper, that was the year that I I thought with the, his 1100 uh, yard season that Michael is alluding to, the one year that ended up get, allowing him to get paid. I think you saw everything that he can bring to you out of his wheelhouse, but then obviously what is has been the deterrent to his pro- productivity has been the injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and C.D. Lamb just haven't been able to mesh like a true one-two receiving core like you'd like to see, see like in Cincinnati and places like that because of his injuries. But finally, hopefully, this is – I think the, the thing is is that the Cowboy front office – has wanted that. They see the potential for that. And when he did his interview, uh, I believe it was a, a week ago, I don't know uh, who, which one of our beat writers it was with, uh, but he basically said, look, I'm happy to be back in – into you know to come back into headquarters. I'm, I'm you know I'm feeling more confident in my knee um, coming back from an ACL injury. That to me gives you the pause or the belief that Michael Gallup can resurrect his career from being that guy that's often injured to giving you the 1,100 yards. But here's a, the question that I have for y'all. You know, what is productivity for your number two? Because for me, a name-brand number one uh, wide receiver is going to give you 13 to 15 double-digit touchdowns. We've yet to get that from C.D. Lamb, the double-digit touchdowns, but he's on the cusp of that, I believe, this season. For Michael Gallup, if you get five to eight, seven or eight touchdowns, to me, that's what you want from a number two receiver. And let's not act like the number two receiver in Dallas hasn't been the tight end. You know, no, you're right. Well, first, I want to go back to saying I, I don't. I want to make sure nobody believes that I'm pigeonholing um, Michael Gallup into saying that all he can do is run deep routes. I'm saying when he's at his best, that's what he, he is, do. He is, yeah, yeah. he is the guy. Right? What the defensive coordinator is looking at, guys. He's saying, "CD Lamb, we got to make sure we don't let him do this." Michael Gallup, you got to make sure you don't let him get to this part of the field because if he does, True he's going to wreck our game. Is yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying he can still run all the routes, but yeah. the part that fears defensive coordinators is him uh, taking the top off the defense. Uh, number two, man, like when you look around the league and you, we just talked about Cincinnati and and what those two receivers are able to do. Jamar Chase is a number one. Absolutely. And then when you look at T. Higgins, number two, and he's trying to get paid because he's putting up over 1,000 yards, and I don't know how many touchdowns he had, but he, he he's a force out there. Yeah. Even when you look at uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen had more touchdowns in the previous two years than uh, Justin Jefferson did. Uh, so I think it was double digits. A.J. So, Brown, Devontae so, Smith. So, so when yeah. you look at that guys who are number twos in this day and age of, of the receiver, yeah, they, they essentially have, you have to be able to say, hey, man, he probably could go be a number one on another team. That's what people are looking Ooh. at for, for some of their number twos, when you, especially for a team like the Cowboys. Who's our number two this year? Cooks. Number one on any other team. He was number one out there uh, in Houston, and he played uh, like a number one out there in uh, uh, New Orleans yeah. and was uh, 
Yes. Very, very competitive out there in, in L.A. Yeah. So when you're thinking about the number two guys, yeah, you got to say, hey, man, this dude right here, if he's not on this team, somebody's probably paying him to be a number one. Do you see that in Michael Gallup? I don't. I don't. And I, and the reason why I don't see that is because of the injuries. Because of the injuries. I think post, previous to that, I would have said, based off of that one year, oh, this kid, he can go somewhere and be a number one. He was going and he was trending in that direction, and the injuries derailed him. Gotcha. When I think of number two, just – just listening to our conversation right now, T. Higgins. Um, I think Odell Beckham Jr. when he was with the Rams, he absolutely had Cup, that that yep. Super Bowl year cleared. But that's two. the season Cooper Cup had like, I mean, it, it crazy won numbers. Tri- was a triple crown. But I'm just saying that boom, here's your two. Um, Devontae Smith of Philadelphia. I think of him as a two. Thielen last year Minnesota. You got Jefferson. Here's Thielen. Mike Williams out there with the Chargers. You got Keenan Allen here. Michael Gallup is not in that realm of receiver when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm thinking about what these guys do I don't see him in that fashion and so he's got work to do to get there that that's that's you know when we talk about where a guy is and where you see him he's not in that conversation yet he's got work to do to get himself in there like I said if for me the numbers for Michael Gallup isn't a thousand yards the the numbers for Michael Gallup is between seven and eight hundred yards and possibly having that Adam Thielen 10 10 touchdown year you know because everybody's double teaming on CD on the on the outside that's the success for me as a number two because Adam Thielen his numbers are 716 last year 726 the year before in his best season 928 uh, and 925 in 2020 so but number of touchdowns in those seasons. 14, 10, and 6. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's go. Oh, yeah. so no, no. What did I say is is the what, yeah, the yeah. best if you would you would aspire to everybody wants 14 touchdowns. Yeah. Even as a number one receiver, you want 14 touchdowns off the rip. Yeah. But for I think for, for Michael Gallup, let's let's go back to CeeDee Lamb. If CeeDee Lamb has 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns. That may, He is crowning himself as the, the number one receiver. We just hadn't seen him ascend to that level as far as the production is there, the yardage is there, but the touchdowns haven't been there. Listen, I'm, let's, let's just answer this question here because you, you brought it up, and I want to know your opinion. Who is our number two receiver right it's now? Cooks. <laughs> so why are we asking if Michael Gallup can be – he's not even the number two on our squad right now. Right, and even the, and the – and, you know, Michael, who who had hit sent us to Twitter, he said he's not a number two. But but to me, he's always been a three. When I think of, go back to old school, the Rams. It was Isaac Holt. I mean, it was it's Isaac, Isaac Bruce, Bruce. Terry, uh, Tory Holt. Then it was Isaac King. Right. I look at Gallup like that. Isaac King. Isaac King. Yeah. When, we, when, when the Cowboys winning had Kelvin Martin. No, number three guy. Damn sure effective right there. But you had Urban, you had Harper. Boom, next thing you know, Kevin Martin out here catching. Bad. Next thing, oh, forgot about Kevin Martin. That's what I look at Michael Gallup as. Right now, that's what he's shown you in his best. Yeah. It's in that spot. If he wants to be considered a two and move up to that, then, yeah, you got to go there. I know he said before, hey, I like to think, you know, I'm a number one receiver, and that's fine. But <laughs> right now, right now, and that's my biggest thing is right now, what old Bill Parcells, all I can go by is what I see. Yeah. By the way, I went to Smoothie King. Your man Danny here talking about the acai, bruh. That's the one, bro. This is good. I thought, at first, I thought that I thought you were eating beans with, and I was like, no, what is got beans with blueberries and strawberries? That's granola new. Granola and uh, the, the granola set it off. Oh, the man, granola yeah, yeah, set yeah, it off. Yeah. No man, this is good now. It looks it's good. good. No, it's good. I appreciate you, man. You know. Um. For, oh, and just and 
Do we all trust uh, Devontae Adams and his opinion on on receivers and, and the skill positions in the league? Uh, yeah. Okay, because he said he said our guy's top five. He says C.D. Lamb is a top five receiver in the league, and I'm leaning toward to believing him just based off what we seen him do last year and kind of the deficiencies that we had on our offense. I think that this year revamped with Mike McCarthy as the play caller. I think we see C.D. Lamb. He took off last year, but I think he ascends to that, like what you said, crowning himself, yeah. uh, you know, one of the top guys in the league. By the way, the NFL owners meetings are going, look at, look at, look who's sitting down there on the microphone talking, Joey Jr., Cowboys secondary <laughs> defensive passing game coordinator. Look at him getting some love. He better. Talking he, to us, Steve Weiss. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Weiss and Judy. Oh, he got some guys. He yeah. got some guys, all right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, and, and once again, they should be looked at as the strength of this football team. And if Mike McCarthy becomes a play caller, we think – then the offense should be able to complement this defense even more. Let's take our final break. When we come back, let's dive into what we did. Joe Witt Jr. here. I got some opinions about this coach next. Let's dive into that with Heckma Harrison, Danny McCrabb, New East Coast Players. Lounge, brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to the Players' Lounge. 
The schedule is set and limited tickets for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Don't miss your chance to see your Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium when they host the NFC East rivals Eagles, Giants, and Commanders, plus the Rams, Seahawks, Patriots, Lions, and Jets. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Hey, Harrison, appreciate you. Got Danny McCray, former Cowboy Safety. I'm Louis Scruggs. This is the Players Lounge, brought to you by Tostitos, Perry Church with the day off. Okay, so right now on NFL Network, they're interviewing our guy Joe Witt, Jr. is a Cowboys secondary pass game coordinator here. Um, longtime coach with Mike McCarthy. Is this the best secondary, talking corners and safeties combined, that we've seen here in, I don't know, almost a decade coming into this year? Potential more, more than that because I was here. I got here in 2010, and I don't remember us having having guys like that. Like I remember we drafted uh, drafted him when we had B. Carr, and the expectation was what these guys have already done. But Stephon Gilmore has been a top guy in the league for the last seven, six, seven years, and then you got Trayvon Diggs who led the league in interceptions uh, a year uh, a year prior to this yes. one, and then now he stepped up his game. He didn't have as many interceptions, but as far as his coverage and technique, he got I thought he got a lot better. Uh, so if you say, all right, now you got Stephon Gilmore and you got Trayvon Diggs ascending and, and becoming a better player, yeah, you you definitely got a top five duo in the in the league. And oh, by the way, you got three great safeties. You just paid one, and uh, then you got Hooker and you got Curse as the leader uh, of, of the of the secondary. Yeah, man, you 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 should be feeling really good about your secondary room right now. Yeah, I, I feel so good about the addition of Stephon Gilmore, and based off of everything that you said of him being the man all these years in the league, but his ability to play man, set you up, be in zone, you know, his his just overall football IQ, I think, just really reeks of of what we've needed. They've needed a guy like him for a very long time. They've tried to depend on Anthony Brown to be that, and we've seen several games where just Anthony Brown did not live up to the billing or the contract or any of that. The safety's also really what what gives me the most confidence when you sign a guy like Donovan Wilson for over the last couple of years, it seemed like he was on the outs. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Quinn comes in, and the next thing you know, he has a completely re- resurgence, renewing of his career. And I think him and his ability with Jer- uh, Jerron Curse as just enforcers back there uh, against the run game, but also in passing when you have Malik Hooker that you can also bring in in those sub packages. I mean, believe it or not, I mean, a lot of teams go, you know, five, six, you know, six. You're going to have as many as you possibly can as because of this passing league that we have. But Stephon Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs, to me, on paper, look like one of the tops in the NFC East. And, oh, and that's knowing what we have over in Philly and everywhere and, else. I just think they're the best. And, oh, by the way, who led the uh, team in interceptions last season that I forgot to mention? Was it Deron Bland? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And don't don't forget don't forget the rookie who came in and, and, and showed that he it can take the ball away Absolutely. and uh, make a huge impact on the defense. So now you got Stephon Stephon Gilmore, you got Trayvon Diggs, you got Deron Bland, you got Malik Hooker, you got Jaron Curse. You like you just looking at this, you say, you know what? We should we should be okay no matter what happens. You got an injury, then you got a little depth at the cornerback position right. as well. Yeah, you should you should be okay. And 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 I, the other question is going to be: Is Jordan Lewis? Going to be what's going to be his timeline on returning as well. That's that's important. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, Jalu. Um, and what's going to make this secondary even better potentially? Mozzie Smith. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that fans who – and this is a shame because I saw that rookie um, – they, they did have the L.A. Coliseum for the Panini trading cards. They brought out all the rookies. And Deuce Vaughn, got he got to go out and be a part of the rookie trade. Yeah, card. yeah, and Shoemaker. Yeah, Schoon and, 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 and Deuce. First round pick. I mean, rare is it that Dallas Cowboys first round draft pick is not in that shoot. It is rare. And Mozzie was not there. And I hate it for him because what he does is not something just you can write down statistically. It's what other people are able to do. You know, it's almost like being an offensive lineman, having that kind of position he has in Absolutely. the D line. Yeah. Uh, but his ability to help stop the run and force teams eventually into third and seven or third and eight, that's going to make those guys back there better because they know there's going to be going to have to pass. They're going to know what to do. So I, I really think that a guy like Mozzie Smith, fans who may not be up on what he does, he's going to help you. And that's how he gets helped is defensively, man. They're going to be they're going to be put in some good situations. Listen, he's a first-round defensive tackle pick, all right? And with this being a passing league and how things have changed, and you have to look at guys like Vita Vey and Hargrave, and you say, you know what? Can you make an impact from that position? Absolutely. He may have not had that, that type of gameplay when he was in college because you're in college. Yeah. You're not around a guy like Dan Quinn, right? <laughs> right? So you start adding tools to your game, and all of a sudden you say, all right, Demazi Smith that you watched and you thought that was the position that he was only going to be able to play, oh, man, Dan Quinn got his hands on him, and he showed him this is how you do this, this is the move you need to make, this is how you read this, and all of a sudden you say, oh, wait, hold on, wait, he got – he have how many sacks from him? Vince, from Vince, Vince Wilfork, you know, what yeah. he did, how Bill uh, – Bill, Belichick, Belichick was able to utilize his services. Uh, I, I just think those guys are so important. And I think of Bill Parcells when he had Leonard Marshall up front and Jim Burt. You know, yeah. you guys like that help other players. And that's where, to me, that secondary, they get more help because now you just can't run up the gut on the Cowboys. And now it's second and, second and two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the other thing, Nui, is, is the fact that you have players like that. They're not stat sheet guys. If they're not going to do anything that you notice, and, oh, my God, he had this many tackles for loss. What he's going to do is gobble up blocks, and he's going to make life a lot easier for Michael Parsons, Tank Lawrence, and, and other players. Osa Digizu. Osa. And that's what I'm saying. That is what this defense has needed. When we saw in those games where the running game got going against Green Bay, when you know other teams capitalized on the running game, it was because we were not – stopping the run, and even when they take advantage in the passing game, we're not pushing the pocket. We're not making uh, the quarterback uncomfortable back there, even with Micah on the field. So that's where I think when you have a player like Mozzie that, look, man, as 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 dimensional as his game is, I think he's going to add to your secondary, to your point, to make them that much better because now you're able to present so much more pressure. Warren Sapp always said this, the back don't work without the front. And he had a good, good front boy. Cool. Yeah. And, and I, I was I was God. watching a clip from Jack Lambert and they were talking about the 76 Pittsburgh Steelers. that didn't win the Super Bowl, but lost in the AFC championship game without uh, an effective Rocky Blyer and Franco Harris. But up front, they were so good that Jack Lambert and Jack Ham had Hall of Fame careers off the dudes up front. And in the back, you got Mel Blunt. I mean, the, their their secondary was just light. Either they were lighting you up, hitting you because you touched it, they cracked back on you, or they were intercepting the ball. But everything started up front. And that's that same thing with, when Warren Sapp talked about Tampa. Hey, the back don't work without the front. And that's the same thing here. The back here, we see what the back and the Cowboys potentially can be. It can be pretty good. It can yeah. be really good. 
You get that front up there, that's where Diggs might be able to lead the league in interceptions. Or even Gilmore can return to that defensive player of the year form. There, there, could, there could be something I'll tell you, if I was one of these defensive guys, I'd be bringing in lunch. I'd be bringing in donuts <laughs> for these dudes up front here because, I, hey, guys, you do your thing. They, they drafted him in the first round. I'm telling you, I, I believe that they see more in him than just being a guy who could take up blocks. I think they see some potential in him to where he can be a force in the passing game, not just pushing the pocket, but teaching him some moves to make him be a guy who they say, hey, man, we need to make sure we block that guy or he's going to wreck our game. For you to go pick a defensive tackle in the first round, a Dan Quinn type of guy who specializes in defensive uh, defensive line, yeah. I think he sees more than just a guy who he's, he's going to teach how to, hey, man, hit hit and extend and then stay in your gap. No, I, I, I think I see more than that. I said it from the beginning. I wanted who Dan Quinn wanted. And if it was Mozzie <laughs> Smith, then, I, then I'm in agreement to that. My, my whole thing and what I've been thinking about is who else is going to benefit up front from Mozzie's presence. You know, I think it's going to be hard for him just to be a one-trick pony mm-hmm. and just to be a guy – <clears throat> I'm gobbling up two and three guys at a time to allow these other guys to run. They're going to put a package in that's going to allow him uh, to get to the quarterback. But guys like Dorrance Armstrong has got to be licking his chops. A guy that had a great season last season, but will benefit as well. You talk about Osa Digizua being a guy that's going to benefit. There's so many guys that can benefit by having a true one tech that can gobble the way that Mozzie Smith is potentially going to do. What if he took, and we've seen Dan Quinn do it, you take Osa out, put Tank on a D line inside at a D tackle spot with Mozzie. Then you got Parsons on one spot, Dorrance Armstrong. Yeah, that, that could be interesting. They can come up with some schemes here. So that that portion is pretty good. But man, I hate once again. I go back. To, I hate the fact that a guy like Mozzie Smith did not get the opportunity to go out here to. Um, Get a, get a, get his picture, man. The trading card picture. With the, with the <laughs> you were thrown off by that. When you saw Deuce Vaughn, you was like, "Hey, what's going on?" Here? <laughs> they went with the flash, man. And, and, that, and once again, you hate that part. Like guys, he may not be quote unquote sexy to you right now, but start winning. You no, know, Vince Wilfork looked real sexy for the Tom oh, yeah. and everybody else. Absolutely. You know, those guys matter. Booker McFarland matter. I mean, you get those big boys up there, man. They they matter. Sam Adams, Ten, Tony Saragusa with the Ravens, man. These dudes matter. If we're talking about football, this is what it should be. Right. And and you know, ain't nothing wrong with the kids seeing, hey man, this this guy, this guy's a defensive tackle. They're taking off <laughs> He Man up here taking on folks. I mean, that I, I hate that for the young men. We'll talk about this before we get out of here. Hey man, hey, your guy. What about okay, him? he making the, the man want everybody jersey, don't he? The man Listen, call him out. We, the man said, "Hey, do you, was it Tatum?" He said, "Man, do you have on him a Philly jersey?" Listen, like, man. man. Can I say this? Can I? I, I want to say this about that. When you Michael, when you ball like Michael Parsons, you can wear whatever jersey you no, want to no, wear. No, it's not about wearing. No, when you when, ball, when, when you Michael Parsons, team, you can wear whatever play, you want to wear. When the player on the opposing team man, say, "Hold look, on, wait, you want my jersey? You just had on listen, the rival." Man. <laughs> Michael like Parsons can wear whatever he wants to. Here like Drake, man. The bazooka can wear whatever no, he wants to wear. No, it wasn't about him wearing the jersey, bro. He got on the Philly jersey from the Philly player, and then the Celtics player is like, hold on, bro. <laughs> 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 Didn't you just have 
Nah. You sitting courtside over there with them. Yeah, so not about you. Yeah, where would ever jersey nah, he you want to? Go, go to South Beach, show up with Jimmy Butler jersey? He even said himself, he said, man, hey, next year. Hey, nah. you. Time out. Time out, Michael Parsons. Time out. Michael might be in Miami in a Heat jersey next year. He knows he said next year he's going to pick one team and stick with him because he understands. So, you know, we ain't saying nothing that, you know, there ain't nobody else saying he came out and said it himself. Man, you wear whatever you want to, Bazooka. You look like Drake. But get you a team. Bro, get your team. His team is. I thought his team was Golden State. You don't know what his team is because he's playing. How about don't wear a jersey? <laughs> Just wear the one. That is in your but y'all ain't right, man. Stay, get out. Hey, man, get out the briefcase, man. Nah, y'all right. He, know, he, 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 he took it in stride. He knows. He's so, a, so is he going to right. show? I mean, he, he gonna show up in South Beach because they going to the finals. <laughs> yeah, he gonna he show up. Show up in South Beach, Michael, <laughs> with your Heat jersey on, bro. OTA about to start, man. He focused. No, that's right, that's right. Yeah, OTA yeah. about to start. He focused. He focused. All right. Where Jamal Murray? He gonna start getting that. Uh, the, who who, who uh, got put out the LA Chargers uh, arena? Who was that? Acho. Yeah, I They're going to be like, nah, you just, Manny, I your course side tickets are no longer available, dog. Yeah, he couldn't get that press pass. Like, yeah, no sideline passes for you. Yeah. So, yeah, he was up in the stands <laughs> taking pictures of people. Rest in peace, Jim Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. The greatest football player of all time, period. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me Tom Brady. No, it's Jim Brown. It is Jim Brown, uh, one of the three most intimidating people I've ever been able to interview in sports. Jim Brown, great guy. Uh, got to meet him in Cleveland. Back when they used to let the media eat with the team, he walked in there. Belichick was a head coach at the time, and then Art Modell was the owner. You thought, you would have thought Jim owned the team. You'd have thought, because the way they respected him, reviewed, I was like, well, I'd never seen pro players treat another dude like that. Like, it was royalty up in this mug. Yeah. He was that kind of guy, man. He was that kind of guy. Uh, and then when he was in LA, man, he was always kind to me, man. Just Jim Brown, greatest football player of all time. Period. Period. Danny McCray, Heckman Harrison, I'm Newey Scrubs for Chris Beam, Jazz, Big Will, everybody's a part of this. We appreciate you checking out the Players' Lounge brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!